Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Aaron Carey and Robin Boyd, and we're going to talk about winning the mental game of fitness. And I think the mental game is the hardest thing, Aaron, because I think that for me, my mind drives my body. And if my mind isn't willing, my body is like, like a yeah. big bucket of tar that I'm trying to move from one room to the other. And I get cranky and whiny and frustrated and it's all me and it's all in my head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think, I, you know, I think our brains do that for a good reason. Uh, they do that because it's, it's a survival mechanism. We don't want to do the hard things. You know, our, our primitive brain is like, ooh, that sounds painful. That sounds hard. I don't want to do it. I'm going to go for the easy thing. So I think, you know, acknowledging that and going, nope, my brain does not want me to comply with, <laughs> you know, my body does not want me to comply with my, my new goals. It, it, I get it. Like, it makes sense. I think we need to kind of embrace it um, and find workarounds to it. But it is so hard because we are so distracted these days. Oh my gosh. Well, and you know, even just, you know, I've, I've started this new thing since my surgery. I really want to lose 30 pounds. I'm committed. You know, I meditate, I pray, I journal, I've got my plans in place. I've got my food, I've got everything. And then when the night before it started, I had a big old, like sweaty panic attack, like, you know, like you were taking something vital away from me. And it's not that I can't eat, you know, like it's just an adjustment. And I don't, I don't like to be told what to do. I'll be honest. Yeah, no, that's so true too. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. Yeah. And in adjusting to new habits and that's the hardest part is that adjustment phase and trying to wrap our brains around it. I've been there so many times Um, in January, you know, of course, new year, it's a fresh start, you know, Um, December was a month of lots of celebrations and holiday gatherings and all sorts of work parties and whatever. Um, And then my husband was off work for a while. Well, January um, comes around and I was like, okay, we're getting back to some of the things. And I've been struggling with some back issues and that's thrown off my fitness game. And the thing about that is like, I I love working out and there are still things that I can do, but that's kind of another weird, I don't know, a brain adjustment of, oh no, if I can't work out, am I going to, you know, am I going to fall apart? Am I going to, you know, go back to old? I, I don't know. It's just a weird mental thing that we get so hooked on our habits that changing it, even if it's a good habit, you know, and switching downgrading to lighter movement can be such a hard thing too. It's a mental game. Every, every way you look at it, every way you look at it, it's a mental game. You know, like the, the program that I'm doing right now, the, the shakes and the food come and they're delivered. They're delivered in a big box, Erin. So my whining last season about 
having to cook gluten-free for one kid, having to do, um, uh, what is it, low sodium and low fat for my dad, and then me and Zach can eat what we want, but, you know, blah, 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 cooking four meals a day, nah, 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 I hear myself in my own head, and then the boxes come in the mail, there are these freezer pack things, all I have to do is open them up, most of them, Erin, you just dump in a bowl, like, or put in the microwave or add water. Like, yeah, how yeah. hard is that? And I, yet I find myself resentful. Yeah, yeah, no. And I hate that because we have to, we have to bat our own preconceived notions about what we're going to experience. And, oh, I've, I've been there so many times. And it's like, here's something that's supposed to be easy, but we're making it harder on ourselves. How is that? Why do we do this? <laughs> it makes, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think we have Robin. Robin, are you here? I am. Hi. Hey, so we're talking about winning the mental game of fitness. And, you know, Aaron's a, a fitness, wellness, health coach. I don't even know what to call you, but you're like my guru. You're my go-to girl for all this awesome. stuff because you're That's real. Awesome. Like you have kids, you have a husband, you have a job, you homeschool. Like that's a lot. And yet you manage to you know, and I've seen you in person, like we got together in Dallas last month and, and you're cute. Like you're adorable. You've got a cute figure. You've got beautiful skin. Like you walk and talk your health. So when I look at some of these things, Robin, Rob, I love that you're here, you know, with me today because you know how I get all sorts of buckets of crazy with stuff. Oh gosh. Well, don't we all though? I mean, we all do because the bottom line is, and I think I've got too much echo, so I'm sorry. I'm trying to turn it down. Um, We put so much pressure on ourselves. We absolutely think that we are going to do it all. And then when we don't do it all, we have that sense of failure. And instead of you know, being excited about what we can do. We just harp on the things that we didn't do and then we can't move forward. Yeah, I would say I'm a harper, wouldn't you, Rob? <laughs> Sometimes. But then well, no, you- I mean, like, you know, I'm okay with, with, you know, I have trouble letting go. I have trouble with change. Mm-hmm. I, I like things a very certain way. I have had um, one egg and two egg whites for breakfast with an English muffin for like 19 years. <laughs> and so to have to do something different, and I know like if nothing changes, nothing changes. And Einstein teaches us, you know, that if, you know, if we don't change, if, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So, mm-hmm. and the definition of insanity is doing that same thing over and over and expecting different mm-hmm. results. So when I look at my two little egg shells waiting for me to crack them in the morning, you know, they're like my friends in the morning. I can count on it. And routine is comforting to me. And I think that's one of the hardest things for new weight loss, new fitness programs is because like now I'm having to use different machines at the gym. Not so happy about that. What do you think, Erin? Oh yeah. You know, I think one of the things when you're talking about being your own worst enemy (laughs) at this (laughs) is that really the way that we set ourselves up 
I think even talking about, are we doing this for weight loss? Are we doing this for another reason? If we're just doing it for weight loss, if we don't see instant results, we get discouraged and we're like, oh, there's something broken about me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I think looking at it from a long-term perspective of, you know, I'm creating healthy habits for lifestyle changes, you know, to feel better, to um, have more energy or whatever it is. If we have, if we look at it that way, I think that that can help us to be kinder to ourselves when the results are not happening as quickly as we want them to happen. Absolutely. And I think that's though, that's where I need a life coach. Like I'm, I'm not going to be the devil's advocate today. Cause I hear you guys. And Rob is always like, San, it doesn't matter if the laundry's not done. San, it doesn't matter if the kitchen is a mess. It's really okay. And I sit there and I listen and I go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But in my head, I'm like, no, it's not like, it's not, it's not. And I think there's some of us, if we don't see results right away, it's really painful. You know, some people can go, okay, well, you know, I'm zen about this. I'm going to yoga, meditate, and do my thing. You know, and if it's only a half a pound this week, I'm okay with it. I'm just going to be out there. I'm not. I'm not. It makes me want to give up. It makes me want to cry. I'm frustrated. I think about all the things I could have eaten last week and didn't. And then I have, like, mourning for those enjoyment moments that I didn't have. Yeah. Well, and then the problem with that though, so what happens if you do lose? So I'm just, I'll, I'll play another side of devil's advocate. So say you do lose everything that you want to lose. So once you reach your goal, are you done? Are you just going to go back to the Probably. way things were? Are you, <laughs> you know, and so that's the thing, right? So we got to think about something else that's going to perpetuate this, these new changes that we're making, you know, otherwise mm-hmm. it's, it's conditional you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. So I want to thank our sponsor today because my sponsor today for um, our show or our sponsor today is really great because it, it, you like where Rob and Aaron bust me on my faulty thinking, the sponsor today, which is Beachbody on demand really does a great job in, in mitigating a lot of my excuses. The I don't have time to go to the gym. Like, oh, I have to pick up the kids. Oh, I, I can't, I have to wash my hair and blah, blah, blah. Whatever excuse I have of the day, it's a guardrail. And if you don't know what Beachbody On Demand is, it's just this easy to use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1,300 super effective workouts. And they're suited for anybody at any time. And it really busts you out of the no excuses. Now, I know, Aaron, you did did you do p90x or insanity and rob you're doing I did yoga insanity after i had my um second child and i loved it insanity is so much fun it's very intense but it's a lot of fun and now i've been doing um the morning meltdown but i also want to do oh it's, there's one called Pio. i mean there are so many i don't even like i want to do all of them mm-hmm. oh, and that's it rob which one are you doing the yoga yeah, that one I and and the morning meltdown I like, but what I do like about it is that there are some of them that are as short as ten minutes, mm-hmm. and they don't require extra equipment. I think that's some of the things that we do find uh, the excuse. We'll say, oh, you know what, I can't do that. I don't have a treadmill, or I can't do that many steps because, or I don't have the upper body workout. You have the ability to do these right along and you don't require extra equipment. And some of them are as short as 10 minutes. So yeah, you can fit that in. 
Well, and if you're finicky like me, like I'm, I, when I'm on shows with you guys, I, just, I realize how high maintenance I am as opposed to like other people, but I like the idea that there's all different things and I will bounce around. Like I am doing the morning meltdown, but I had surgery mm-hmm. on my arm last week. So I had to kind of take it easy on that. So I kind of popped over to the yoga and then I found this yeah. one. You guys, you have to try this. It is so much friggin' fun. It's the country heat one. And <gasps> it is just, I put it on in my garage and I dance around and I have so much fun. I'm, I'm thinking of getting my own like disco light in there. Just because I can go out there and I can dance for, you know, it's a 30 minute program. So, you know, but you don't have to do the whole program, but I can go out there and then I come back in and I am in such a better mood. It's like, I can do it anywhere, anytime I can do it in my bathroom. You know, I've got a big bathroom upstairs. So I just think that these things are really important for all of us to cram in around every other thing that we have to do. I love the fact that you can do this, you know, for ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio, yoga, even the dance workouts. It's something for everybody. And if you're having fun with it, you're going to want to keep doing it. And you can view it on your computer, on your web-enabled TV, on your tablet, on your smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. That's the thing that's so cool about this. You can do it anywhere, anyway, anyhow. (laughs) And with modifications, because that's my problem right now, is that's what I've had to adjust my expectations for myself, is I can't do the high impact insanity stuff like I used to, but they always have a person on there who's doing the modified version, and I can just join in with them, and and I'm still getting my workout in, I'm still feeling good, but it's just a modified version, and I I love that, because it really does account for every style, (laughs) every person. Well, and there's also all sorts of other cool stuff out here, you know, and for those of you, you know, listening on your computer, this is like one of the best deals in fitness and listeners of military mom can try it absolutely free. And, you know, you can get this free trial membership when you text the word military to 303030. That's the word military to 303030. And you'll get full access to this entire platform. And there's just so much more than workouts. There's nutrition information, there's support, there's recipes I mean there's all sorts of cool things like even if you just like some days like there was two days girls after my my surgery last week that I was really depressed and I was really frustrated and I was thinking you know here I was on this great you know new year's plan I've been doing what I'm supposed to be doing I've been working out and eating and then all of a sudden I'm sidelined and then so I sat there feeling like literally watching all the anesthesia bloat me up like a Macy's Day balloon Uh, and I started going into the bod life where you can watch different things. And I was looking at these people who had had these, you know, just incredible life-changing fitness um, results. And I started feeling hopeful. So you don't even have to work out all the time. You can go and you can read their blog. You can look and learn about nutrition. You can go ahead and do their workouts. And they have these mindset workouts and there are 53 videos to be mindset, lose weight happily and keep it off for good. And then the mindset um, membership, there's the ultimate portion fix, you know, all of these videos out there that are available for you on there. So when you're feeling like you can't do it, or maybe you can't do it because you're sidelined by an injury or something or an illness, you still have something to do and you can feel that you're moving forward on your, 
your fitness level and your health level, even when you're not out there, like, you know, sweating up a storm. Mm, absolutely. I love the, the diversity. And I think that's where you can stick with it. When you have something that's just a, sort of a one note wonder kind of thing, you, you're not going to stay with it. This gives you such a variety. And that's, I think, the, the, the best thing about it. So, Yeah, totally agree. It is. It is. I mean, so if you guys want to go check out and see all that's available to you, um, go ahead and get the special free trial membership. When you text the word military to 303030, you'll get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, all the nutrition, all the information, all the supports, totally free. Again, just text military to 303030. You'll be glad you did. It gets rid of what few excuses that we have left because you have a phone, you have feet, most of you and arms, you know, like you can tap along, you know, like when I was watching the country heat one, I was doing like the best I could sitting in my chair, you know, cause I couldn't stand up and I'm like having a great time. And you know what? It was better than sitting there and feeling like a big slug. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All, all, it, it, it's true. And you know my limitations, San. I, there are certain things that I can't do. I can't do um, a lot of that cardi- heavy cardio stuff anymore. I, my heart just won't do it. There's a lot I can do on this. So I'm excited. Well, there's a lot of education. Like I'm looking at the ultimate reset and mm-hmm. it talks about how to prepare for a cleanse, how to, you know, meal prep, what's a cleanse versus a detox. And, you know, there's a lot of this information on the internet, but you have to search for it and you don't always know what you're getting. And mm-hmm. so I like that Beachbody on demand just kind of collects it all for me so I can go to one place, get what I need and not waste time searching. So check it out. Special free trial membership when you text the word military to 303030, you'll get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts, the nutrition, the information and support, just text military to 303030. Now, girls, we were talking about the mental game. And I know when I was in the hospital last week, I fought a really big mental game because I was worried about losing strength in my arm. I was worried about losing, you know, my dexterity or in my fingers, all these things. And, you know, we take our health so much for granted until we don't have it. And we take our freedom of choice. You can choose to work out or you can choose not to work out. And the funny thing, Aaron and Robin, when I was laid up for a whole week, I was so frustrated I couldn't work out. But then now that I'm healthy and I can go back to the gym and work out, I'm like, oh, do I really want to go? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, Aaron, what do you tell people like me that's a health coach? Do you just come over and slap me until I go? <laughs> no, I, I think it's the mental game is such a big one because you have to have a bigger reason, you know? Like, I know I'm going to feel better after I do this, or I know that, you know, like there has to be a bigger reason than just, you know, oh, I need to go because that's, you know, what I, I don't know. I, I think we have to have a bigger, what's the value? We have to have a value system surrounding our goals instead of just goals, because goals without values are things you just check off the list. And when you've accomplished them, you move on to the next one. Mm. But if you make your goals a part of a value system and it's something that you're doing 
that you're going to continue doing that's a habit because it makes you feel better because it's going to keep you younger it's going to keep you moving around longer you know all these reasons that we know we should do them, but we just talk ourselves out of them. So, um, yeah, I think it's really just finding that bigger picture in in your values than just a simple goal. It's probably a difference between obligation versus desire. If it's an obligation, we get resentful. If it's a desire, we can't wait to do it. And having in just saying that that's all well and good, but making that in yourself, you're the one who has to make that. You can't have somebody say you're supposed to be at the gym today or, you know, you've got to, um, you've got to desire it. And when you don't desire it, you kind of have to go back and say, well, what is it that's keeping, you know, where is my desire and, and, and go at it that way, I think. Well, and one of the things like, you know, that I struggle with is time, you know, everybody doesn't yeah. have time. I get that. <laughs> but if you, when you don't have a deadline, like, and maybe just cause I'm a deadline personality and I'll leave things to the last minute and then I'll cram them in and you cannot cram fitness in, you cannot cram weight loss in and have any sort of regular health. Um, but if I have a cruise coming up, if I have a trip coming up or I'm going to be photographed, if I have a reunion or a wedding, I can look at that concrete thing and go, Okay. And I can look at the calendar and go, I have 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, and I'll feel that pressure to go. But if I don't have a deadline, I don't feel the pressure to go. Because if I don't go in the morning, oh, I'll go in the afternoon. And then the afternoon becomes the evening and the evening becomes the next morning. And maybe I'm just the type of person that needs a gun to my head to produce. Well, and you might just be more externally motivated than in, intrinsically motivated. I mean, and I think for some of us, oh gosh, I did a genetic test a while back and it told me that genetically I am supposed to be predispositioned to not want to exercise. Like there's a gene for that. Yeah, totally. But I think a lot of it can be a dopamine thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we want our quick fix, our dopamine rush, and we can get that from our phones. We can get that from food. We can get that. It's a little bit harder to go, Oh, I got to put on my shoes. I got to, you know, get outside and start walking. Right. It's a slower dopamine rush. And I think we go to these instant quick fixes when exercise is going to help improve that for us, but it just takes a little more time and it takes the effort of actually doing it. So that's, that's a tough one. Well, that's again, like my, my, um, my, one of my big challenges is I feel so great after I work out. I mean, I am literally on a high leaving the spin class, leaving the gym. I never feel better in my week than when I walk out that door, but why is it so hard to walk in? Yeah, it is. Because we can think of a thousand other things we should be doing, right? Like you were saying, the, it's the excuses. We are just our primitive brains are ready for what's easy. And oh, well, that's too hard. And so I'm going to come up with an excuse. I'm going to talk myself out of anything I should be doing <laughs> to do something else. <laughs> well, and let's talk portion control, because that's been my biggest hot button, you know, with me doing, you know, these shakes and these boxed meals. And, you know, I am using the Shakeology shakes from Beachbody On Demand. And I'm, you know, using some other prepared products because I can't, I can't cook a fourth meal each meal. 
like something had to give. And what I realized when I signed up for these programs is what I was doing, ladies, is I would make a special meal for my dad because it's sodium and, and sugar restricted. Then I would make a separate variation of that meal for my son who has a gluten issue. And then my other son just eats anything, but he's super picky. And then right at the bottom of the barrel was me. And so by the time I finished all this loving food prep for anybody else, did I sit down and reach for the most healthy, nutritious portions of each of those meals? No, I'd walk in the other room and eat some oatmeal cookies, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it was my reward for taking care of everybody else. Because that's stressful. Like I've, I've said this, um, I think Sandra, you were there when I've said that I don't believe we have an obesity epidemic. I believe we have a stress epidemic and I, and I don't think we, um, know how to handle our stress. And so like in a situation like that, when you're taking care of everybody else, you're just going to pick whatever is quick and easy for you. You're not nourishing yourself. Like you're nourishing the other people in your family. And that's a disservice to you. Mm -hmm. And so it's great that you found an, an easy I guess is easy, the right word there. (laughs) You found another way to nourish yourself instead of just grabbing whatever it is that you can get after you've done all the prep for everybody else. Well, yeah. And it was the same thing after the gym, you know, I would, I would hurry up and cook, 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 cook for everybody, then run and teach my 430 spin class, then come home. And the minute I walk in the door, I am famished, like totally ravenous. And instead of going and picking up fruit or picking up something that needed to be peeled, cut, cleaned, or chopped, I would go to the the bread machine and I would take a bagel and put it in the toaster. And then I'd put some peanut butter thinking it's healthy and some, you know, and it is healthy. I mean, they're all healthy. It's all, we all need this stuff, but I would just undo 400 calories right there with two sides of a bagel and either cream cheese or peanut butter. And I would eat it and it would taste so good. I'm like heroin to a junkie. And I would feel myself calming down and then I could ease in and go, you know, kind of pick at my dinner with everybody else. And what I've done now in the, the, the substitution that I've made is I still come in ravenous, ready to eat a horse. But now I grab one of my shakes or I will grab one of my, these pre-made portioned out packages that come already made for me, pop it in the microwave if it needs to be heated up or just rip the plastic off. And yeah, I'm probably not doing a service to the environment and maybe filling myself with chemicals, but you know, at some point something's got to give and this way, at least I'm getting nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. And nutrient density is so that's what we're lacking in a lot of what we're eating is we're not feeling so much of our food is not nutrient dense anymore. And so like, I think about this, you guys have Whataburger? Am I speaking Texan? Um, I think I'm speaking Texan. Um, but you know, that's, that's a big thing here is Whataburger. Everybody loves their Whataburger and fries and spicy ketchup. Well, when I have that, cause it's, um, it's a Sunday today <laughs> while we're recording this, but a lot of times after church, it's busy. We're tired, ready to rest. We go pick up fast food somewhere. If I pick up Whataburger, I know I'm going to be hungry no matter how many calories I consume of Whataburger. I'm going to be hungry an hour afterwards because I'm not filling myself up on what is nutrient dense. Whereas if I fix myself, say a salad with lots of healthy fats and protein and whatever, I'm going to be fuller longer because I'm getting all the vitamins and nutrients from my food instead of whatever it is that's, that's with the uh, fast food. And I think that that's something, you know, what you found probably is you're 
making an effort to felt, fill yourself up on what you said is nutrients and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And that's going to go a, a longer way. My husband's finding that very same situation in that he's recently been told he's diabetic and now he has to eat on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And I've watched him and I don't know how many times I'm there again, here comes the nag. Did you eat lunch? Did you have something? He said, yeah, I had some Doritos. Yeah, I had, you know, and that's not lunch. He said, oh, I had a granola bar. That's not lunch. (laughs) He's grabbing whatever is quick because especially a guy and he's a retired guy. So of course he wants to go off and and do other things. He doesn't want to sit home and and try and cook lunch or prepare lunch. That's going to take steps. It's going to take more than just opening up a package. So yeah, that, that whole having something in advance in be able to um, have it ready at the, at the moment you need it. It's, it's really a challenge. It's in not just for us women that have families and are taking care of everybody else, but for, for everyone, I see it with him. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you guys ever heard of the thermic effect of food before? Have you ever heard about that? No, I was pulling it up because it's super fascinating. So the idea is that the higher the thermic effect of food is, the more calories your body is going to burn to break down the food and digest it. And so when you're talking about processed foods, you know, like Doritos, I think you used that example. <laughs> sure. And of course um, we all love them. We love Doritos. Sure. Um, but it actually decreases the thermic effect in your body. So your body isn't going to work as hard to break it down. Mm-hmm. So when they say empty, quote, empty calories, yeah, they, yeah. they really are. We're not, it doesn't take an effort to burn it, but the mm-hmm. foods that are like, you know, whole, you know, whole food quality protein, like, um, chicken, eggs, uh, grass fed beef, some of the more quality protein, Mm. um, complex carbohydrates, um, all the vegetables that have all the fiber and stuff. Those Mm -hmm. things have the higher thermic effect. Your body's going to work really hard to break that down. And I recently learned that I thought, Oh, that makes so much sense. Well, I think it does make sense because I know some of the things that, for example, a granola bar, there are certain ones that take longer for your system to utilize and break down. And they're specifically for diabetics because it's a longer burn and it must be that same type of thing. Maybe so. Yeah. Let me ask you, like, and again, just me being me and (laughs) loving Doritos and potato chips and Doritos. (laughs) Um, if I want to have some of those, like you were saying, it doesn't have that thermal, what is thermogenic effect? effect. Yeah. So (laughs) what if I just slid down a little piece of chicken or a little piece of turkey before I had my Doritos? Like, would that help? Because I'm still going to eat the Doritos. I just want to try to make the Doritos as reasonable as possible. I, I think we should be able to do that because otherwise we're going to, we're going to hate our lives, right? Like yeah. if, if I have to live in a world without, you know, chocolate, like that would just be sad. So there are things like, I think we should, you know, I, I don't like saying, well, this is good food, bad food. I can't ever have this. Or like you said before, I'm going to rebel. If you tell me I'm not supposed to do something, I'm going to yes. rebel. And so I think that there is a balance. And I think, you know, some people, what do they say? Like the 80-20 rule. Maybe some people say 90-10. But I don't know if it's so much the food and, and the food is killing us. And it, but it's like what we think about our food makes a difference yes. too. And so if we're like what you're doing right now, Sandra, you're choosing to nourish yourself. 
I think that that's going to give you a healthier relationship with food all across the board, you know, instead of just, you're so hungry or hangry that you're shoveling food mm-hmm. into your mouth. Um, and then later you're like, Oh crap, I should have had broccoli or whatever it is. You know, um, now it's, it's like you're intentionally nourishing yourself. And so you might be more gentle on yourself with this whole thing altogether. Well, I, I think that I'm pretty harsh, like on myself. And I'm one of those people, you know, which is why I was treating with an eating disorder is I'm an all or nothing person. And mm-hmm. I'll either eat all of the food or none of the food. And one mm-hmm. of the biggest struggles that I have right now is to sit down. <laughs> I have focus issues too, but to sit down <laughs> and focus on what I'm eating. Like yesterday's lunch was so yummy. Like, you know, all I had to do was microwave it and it had everything there. And I had had pre-chopped up my salad. So I'm like, wow, this is so cool. It's like almost somebody making my lunch for me. And I sat down and I really enjoyed it. And I bet you I could go back a decade and not have a meal like that, that I prepared that I sat down and really enjoyed. It's more about like shoving food in because I'm hungry and I'm tired. Yeah. But we, why do we do that to ourselves? Would you treat your kids that way? No, you know? I'm, 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 I'm literally doing this to myself because I'm treating my kids. I'm treating everybody in my household better than I treat myself. And I don't think I'm alone yeah. in that. No, you're not. You're absolutely not. I was talking about this to somebody the other day that I, recently realized midday, I kind of forget to feed myself, but I'm giving my kids snacks mm-hmm. and I'm with that. And then I'm running and I'm doing this and I've started doing what you're doing. Like I'll get, I'll have a protein shake, you know, and some might call that processed. I don't know. But for me, <laughs> it's like, if I can get these nutrients in my body, it's better than not. And, and doing what I can, where I can, you know? Well, and that's the whole thing. Like, you know, Rob, you and I talk about like any port in a storm. You know, it's like my go-to used to be the port was like McDonald's or Taco Bell or Burger King. And, you know, none of these are bad places. Carl's Jr.'s, Hardee's, you know, we're not dissing them. But, it, you know, you're running between events. I'm trying, you know, I got a soccer game on one field. Across town, I've got another kid playing volleyball. As a single mom, I'm trying to make both events for some of the amount of time. And there's like fast food right in the middle of it. And all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I haven't had anything since 10 o'clock. It's now 530. Going through that drive-thru is so easy and so convenient. Um, And there's going to be times I'm still going to do that. Like, like, let's be real. Like I can't, I can't not, I can't always remember to bring my shake. One day I prepared all my food for the day because I had one of those lunatic days between clients and kids and pickups and drop-offs and, you know, nobody could help me. And I prepared my whole food bag and I left it on the counter. So now what, you know, do you starve? And is a, you know, is a a fast food burger Mm -hmm. better than low blood sugar on your body? That's so true. Yeah. Take your poison. Yeah, it's hard, but but I think if that's one of those cases where you give yourself grace and you're like, well, I'm doing the best that I can. It's important that I know my body's going to know what to do with the stuff that I put in it. You know, whatever it is, it's not ideal, but this is where I am today. And and giving yourself because the more if you beat yourself up about it, you know, that's just going to make it worse. It's going to make the digestive process worse too. So yeah, true. Yeah, that is and- hard. Aaron, I think you said it. You give yourself grace. I mean, there again, we're so hard on ourselves. We are so tough on us. And 
I think then that makes the anxiety and then we feel like failures and we just have to say, you know what? I did it. I got my kids where they needed to be. I didn't starve. I, I was a busy day. I had a good day. And if that one burger was there, that one burger was there. You know, tomorrow's going to be a different day. Yeah. And you know, something that I'm seeing a lot as a nutrition coach, um, I see more people under eating than overeating, especially mm-hmm. young moms or um, any, any busy women who are taking care of a lot of spinning plates. And I think as women, we just tend to do that. We just keep adding more, adding more, uh, whether we're moms or we're not. Um, we just have a lot of things going at one time. And we tend to either go through a period of under eating where we're forgetting to eat or we're not nourishing ourselves in that way. And then we have like a weekend where we're making up for what we didn't have during the week Mm -hmm. and our bodies are confused. Mm -hmm. And so when you're constantly, you know, hardcore restricting to the point where you're not nourishing yourself with what you need, when you do nourish yourself or over nourish yourself, your body's going to store every bit of that to prepare for the next famine, you know? And so that's why we have to be careful and try to give our bodies a balance as much as we can on a consistent basis. Otherwise we're throwing off homeostasis and our bodies like to have that homeostatic balance <laughs> in our lives, you know? Well, yeah. Cause I look at my dad, you know, like I feed him at like seven 30, then at 11 30, then at four 30. And then he has like a fruit plate or something before he goes to bed. And I can tell, I can tell my watch by him. You know, it's like some people can tell it by the sun. I can tell it by my dad, like a certain time he starts getting up, walking around, looking around the kitchen. I know it's time for him. But one of the things that I noticed as I start this, you know, new fitness, you know, 57th new fitness program um, is I don't have a hungry time. Because I'm never regular. Like I don't get hungry at 7.30. I don't get hungry at 11. I don't get hungry at 2. Because every single day I realized in tracking my food and tracking when I eat. Because I think that's a big thing. Everybody talks about, oh, track what you eat. Track what you eat. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. How about track when you eat it? Yeah. Because I went a whole week, you guys, and I did not eat lunch at the same time within a four-hour window. Mm-hmm. like everything was all over the map, you know, and one of the things that I'm going to try to do, and I think, you know, for some people you get a lunch break at work, but for the rest mm-hmm. of us who are work at home, stay at home, homeschool, teaching moms, things like that, your break is when you determine that break is. And a lot of my clients, because they're working, they like to meet during the lunch hours. Mm-hmm. So my days from 10 to two, Monday through Friday are packed. So what do I do? You know, like these are real life dilemmas because not everybody's a nine to fiver that comes home to a family dinner and takes an hour lunch break and then leaves at work at seven o'clock. Sometimes I leave at seven. Sometimes I leave at 10. It's all client driven. And I think Mm -hmm. as I explain this to you guys, I'm getting my answer in my head going, I have to be the client first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, well, it's that whole, what is it? You can't pour from an empty cup. You've got to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got to feed yourself. And I, I just, I keep going back to the word nourish because I think that we have to rethink it's not just food, it's nourishment. You know, it's something that's going to fuel us. And so if you don't nourish yourself, you're not going to be able to nourish anybody else <laughs> at all. Yeah. Rob, how do you handle your, your days? Like in Steven with him being retired? 
Mm. So many times I think we try to focus on, like we always, as you know, for 43 years, we've gotten up with each other and have coffee. That is our routine. We have done that for since the day one. And that sets our day to be able to say, so what are you doing today? What am I doing today? If I, if we kind of have that little mental map at the beginning of the day, and whether it means you're sitting down and doing a to-do list or whether you, you know, before you walk out the door, you kind of have that calendar, uh, whether it be mental or physical. And I know if I've got a meeting at 10 and I've got another one at 1230 and then I've got to be in Vermont um, for whatever, it, because I'm, this is my crazy time right now and I'm on the road all the time. I do say, all right, I have a break between, say, 10 and 10.15. I can go to the bathroom and I can get something to eat. And I might not be able to do either of those for another three hours. So that's my one window. And I just make myself cognizant of it. Same with Steve. If he's got, he's been uh, coaching and teaching and doing a lot of things. And just because he's retired doesn't mean he hasn't got a busy set schedule. It's like, do you have a good, a power bar with you? Do you have the enough water with you did you take your pills did you you know and all of those kinds of things so that you're kind of braced in your mental calendar and that 15 minutes might be all you get but at least that's when you kind of plug in some you time Mm -hmm. Aaron, what about you? Like, what does your morning routine look like? Because this is another thing that I've been reading Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning, because like my mornings are like shot out of a cannon. Everybody's going every different direction and we're throwing sports bags in the car and, you know, gym bags and my dad's stuff. And, oh my God. I mean, it's, it's, they're like, it's chaotic in my house from like yeah. six to probably seven forty-five, And then all of a sudden it's like silence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and it's always chaos in my house. I homeschool and <laughs> um, I work from home as well. One thing that I really, I really try to do regularly, and it does depend because I give myself grace. And I think women, our bodies, something I've been learning a lot about lately is we don't function like men do. We have um, a different clock. <laughs> and so as men, when they wake up, they're filled with testosterone and cortisol, and they can do that more routine like that. And that's what powers them through their day. With women, we have a whole bunch of other hormones that are circulating. And sometimes we can do that. And sometimes we can't. So I give myself leeway depending on how I'm feeling. But for the most part, I find that if I can wake myself up before my kids and take a few minutes to breathe, mm -hmm. to meditate, to read something that is, you know, impactful for me to do a gratitude journal, then I'm not waking up stressed. There, there are a lot of studies out there about people who um, check their phone immediately when they wake up. Mm -hmm. If you can just wait 15 minutes, just 15 minutes and do something else, not looking at your phone, it can make a huge impact on your stress the rest of the day. And, I, and I'm looking at you, Sandra, <laughs> and you're cringing. Um, but I'm like that too. I have to check my phone because I'm like, what did I make? Because I put my phone in airplane mode when I sleep because um, it's just, I really want to try right, to shut down. You don't want down. the bongs and the dings and... Yes. Yes. And so I, part of me is like, Oh, did I get a message I need to read? Is there something urgent? But I think for me, I have to remind myself the most important thing is to give myself a way to, um, set the tone and then, you know, everything's 
who knows what's going to happen. Then I check my phone. Then my kids wake up and everybody's always hungry at one time, you know, and then I have to drive my oldest to, she goes to school somewhere else two days a week. And so I have to drive her, you know, and so there are all these moving pieces, but we hit the ground running, like you're saying, and it's just chaos. And Mm -hmm. then at some point it slows down, but at that point I'm already worked up. And if I can kind of manage that before I get worked up, it really makes a difference in the rest of my day. And you know what? It makes a difference in how I'm feeding myself as well and how I'm choosing to nourish myself. I totally did that. I totally did that when my kids were young because we had a business out of our home. My husband was working out of the house as well and the, you know, busy, busy kids. And that extra half hour, I would get up with Steve, he'd be out the door and I have about a half an hour before the kids would get up. And that was just, that was it that I had to have that, that alone time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little bit. And it doesn't even have to be much. I mean, yep. sometimes my kids come in, <laughs> it's like TV. I'm like, Oh, now it's, here comes the noise. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you love it. Like we love our kids and you know, and I like, I love my kids and I love my clients. You know, I can't wait to do a good job for them, for everybody, you know? And yeah. I think, it's, I'm probably lacking a lot of self-control because I'm going to try waking up in the morning and not checking my phone right away. I mean, my anxiety is always, most of my clients are in a different time zone. They're either in Texas, New York, London, Tel Aviv, or Sydney. So I can get like, oh my God, crisis calls, like the website's got porn on it. And, you know, things like, you know, that really need to be attended to right away. And some of these viruses, Rob, you know, you've cleaned up a few of them oh, yeah. with me online. Like you yeah. want to catch them before they propagate. So, but not every call is a virus call. My child, you know, um, book <laughs> website is now a Viagra site. That was like last week, you know, and it's like, you don't want kids and parents going to get, you know, children's books, specialty children's books and, you know, get sent to Viagra. You know, I I don't think it was a Viagra. It wasn't sponsored by Viagra. It was a hack, but um, you know, these things sometimes like we do have these crisis modes or, you know, our kids fall at school, our kids get, you know, run over at soccer And I think there's a side of us as mothers that is really hard to turn off that not everything needs a crisis response. Yes. And I have tried to classify that um, in my brain as urgent versus important. (laughs) Not everything, you know, I can get so wrapped up in the urgent, but that's not what's important for me. And the urgent might be urgent for somebody else, but it might not be something that's you know, the most important thing to be working on at the moment. That's really hard. Yeah. So hard. Well, and let me ask you, and this is again, where I struggle, you know, and Rob, I'd love for you to weigh in on this because certain things, you know, I get that box that they teach you in business school, you know, urgent, important, Mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff, but everything flexes when you're a working mom whether you're working in the home or out of the home, mm-hmm. because, you know, the leak that is not important right now in the sink by two o'clock is important, you know, as you're like shutting the water off at the street, which happened a month ago, trying to figure out like what the hell happened. Um, so, and then we have kids go to school and then they get off the bus coming home and they say, mom, I need four poster boards by tomorrow. I need paints. I need all these things. And, you know, we live 25 minutes away from a Walmart. 
So it's not like we can just wave that magic fairy wand. And what's more urgent at that point, the faucet, the kid's homework, or your client that's screaming bloody murder, and your client makes the poster board possible and the repair possible. And that's where I kind of get looped around, especially as a single mom. I don't always know what my priority is. Sometimes I feel like I'm the finger in the dike or the plate spinner, catching, catching, catching plates, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's different. You know, Rob, you were, you were married and you guys worked at home. There was two of you, Erin, mm-hmm. you work at home mm-hmm. with the kids, but your husband's out of the home. Mm-hmm. I'm in the home with my father who's a dependent and my two children who are dependents. Like there's no go-to like here, can somebody hand me the wrench? Oh no, you can't. Cause you're in a crib. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. You know, we laugh about these things, but this is the reality for a lot of women out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and think about it just because we're married doesn't mean that our husbands are right there for us. I think so many times women are the glue that keeps everything together. Um, and just because of that, we become inventive, we become creative, we become um, those problem solvers and maybe in a unique way. And, and I think being able to do all of those things, and it may, might not be always in the right order, but we do it. And, and that's part of, part of what we do. And you're always there, San, to solve the problems. Think about how many problems you solve. And there are times that you'll say, okay, this will hold you for a minute while I do that. I'll take care of that, go and do that, and then wrap up whatever needs to be done. It's okay. You know, you did it. Right. And I want to like, I want to reiterate that because I'm, you know, I go through that a lot recently. You know, when you're a single mom, when you're the last line of defense, or maybe you're a mom whose husband's on deployment or a dad whose wife is on deployment. You know, when you're the, when you're that person um, and you don't have a lot of resource help, you know, you, you live far away, you can't afford a plumber, you can't, you know, all Mm -hmm. these things, just get it done. Because the one thing that I struggle with a lot, and I think a lot of women do is there's always the right way to do things, you know, and I Mm -hmm. think about repairing my pool equipment, like 15 minutes before all the kids were supposed to come for a swim party because there was no heat in the pool and they were little ones. So, you know, they needed to have, they couldn't swim in a 40 degree pool. And Mm -hmm. I ended up, I'm from New Hampshire. Why not? Yes. There you go. I used that that tape on TV, you know, where the guy saws the boat in half and tapes it up and I started taping my pool equipment. Then I got pipe clamps and I clamped it down because it's pressurized. And, you know, I was duct taping, you know, parts of things. And I'm like, all I wanted to do was get it done for the party. And there were a bunch of dads that showed up at the party because I had Mm -hmm. made a call out. Does anybody know how to fix pool equipment? And all they did was point out how everything wasn't going to work because the right way would to be do this. The right way would be to do that. And I kept hearing right way, right way, right way, which made me feel really bad because it was the wrong way. But you know what? We got through the party with a hot tub and it was bubbling and the water flowed. And yeah, it's not going to last for the rest of my life. But I think this concept that Google and the search engines and YouTube has drilled into us, that there's this somehow right magical way. 
and you can only do it one way and everything else is wrong. Or maybe that's just my thinking. I'm going to weigh in for Aaron and then Robin. <laughs> uh, the right magical way. I don't think there's a right magical way for, for any one person, you know? And like, I think for, for me thinking about, um, health and say weight loss and healthy habits or fitness or whatever it is, we all have to find what works for us. And what works for me is not going to be what works for you. And that depends on life stages. It depends on genetics. It depends on, I mean, there are a thousand factors that play into our health and, and what makes us feel our best. And so, yeah, I think, I think we're kind of, I, think that we're in an age of too much information. Mm -hmm. um, and I struggle with that a lot because I know so much about, um, and I'm not saying this in a bragging way. I'm just saying I, I'm constantly researching nutrition and um, fitness and all of these things. And I almost know too much to where I can self-sabotage myself mm -hmm. really easily. Like I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do this. Well, wait, I know that's not healthy because of this. Or well, this way, you know, there are a thousand. And so I think what we have to do is we have to trust our bodies. We have to learn to trust our bodies, find a place of peace with our bodies. Um, and, and what we are doing to, again, going back to nourishment, how are we nourishing ourselves um, emotionally? How are we nourishing ourselves physically, um, spiritually, all, on all of these levels, mentally, educationally, you know, and, and it's going to look different for every person. And, and that's okay. Like you said, like the, the pool example, <laughs> it's going to look different for everybody. It's absolutely true. I, and I like the fact that you are just giving us permission to do what we feel inside is right. I mean, when you go to the doctor and they're saying A, B, C, and you say, you know what? I did B and C and I felt awful after that. B and C isn't going to work just because it worked for somebody else and their statistics and their whatever. There's something in me that B and C isn't right. So you got to look at D, E, and F. And I think, um, when we feel that inner sort of ability to say, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to be my advocate and I'm going to do things my way. You're, you're, you're going to at least have that mental satisfaction and then you can propel. And I think that there, again, we tend to be so hard on ourselves that we become uh, disabled yeah. instead of enabling ourselves to move forward. Mm -hmm. It's a mental game. I don't think we can top that, ladies. Um, we'll be back again next week with another great episode. And we want to thank our guest today, Erin Carey. And you can find her at sparkingwholeness.com. She's got lots of cool things. She's got 11,000 followers plus on Instagram. You're going to want to follow her on Instagram because she does a lot of cool things on there. You're also going to want to listen to her podcast, Sparking Wholeness, which has got a lot of great information. And I want to thank my co-host, Robin, who dropped everything to show up today because I goofed <laughs> up and got the times and dates wrong. And I want to I publicly acknowledge my mess up, but also to show that when friends our real friends, they drop everything in the middle of the day to show up <laughs> because <laughs> their co-host goofed up. Um, because I love you, San, and you know I'm there for you. Yes, yes. All right. As you are for me. Yes, yes, if I remember. Um, but yes, I will be there for you if I remember. Um, 
But uh, we'll be back again next week with another great show. And we're going to give what I think Aaron said was really powerful and Robin too, you know, permission to do what's best for our bodies, permission to do what we think is right. And quite frankly, what's right for me may not be right for you. And that's okay. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.